Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast with a comic book problem. Shake the shit out of it. It's getting all wet for us. I can get with that. Well, I mean, you know, Clark got me all riled up, so. Good. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting to tell you the story when we were actually recording it for posterity. Um, so Todd, when I first um, moved out from uh, living with my ex-wife, was nice enough to give me an Amazon Alexa, which opened mm-hmm. up the sick, sad obsession that comes with home automation and buying uh, a ring camera and a bunch of uh, hue lights and you know plugs and all sorts of shit, right? All that fun stuff, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and I've gotten all set up in, in uh, our apartment and I'm still trying to set some things up and things like that. Like my whole desk is on it and it's just whatever. I've done too much. Anyway, so Ellen was in the office playing D&D and I uh, had gone to the bedroom. I was like folding some laundry or whatever. I go in, I say, you know, turn on lights. Lights turn on. And then after a couple seconds, they turn off. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? And I say, lights on. And then they turn off. And so then I say, lights on. And then unplug the Alexa and the lights still turn off. <laughs> What's going on? So then I walk towards the living room to try to use that Alexa to turn it on to see if it would happen. And Ellen comes out laughing her ass off. (laughs) She had just been sitting there. Every time I turned the lights on, she could hear me say, you know, turn lights on. She would then like turn them off. And they just kept doing I approve of this. It was This is why she's my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Being now, I can admit that it was funny as hell. Me at the time, my brain went into pure troubleshoot techno. Oh God, why is this not working? Like I just like went straight into my job trying to fix it, and I was like, it made me nuts. So yeah, anyway, that was uh, <laughs> that was a moment Way that I go. thought you would appreciate, Todd, and I thought you it needed to be recorded for posterity. I approve oh, yeah, of this message. Something I would totally do to you. Oh, I know you would. Well, I. <laughs> We, uh, Ellen and I were talking about our relationship based on pe- friends we knew, and we were trying to compare yeah. us to uh, Amy and Todd, and then we slowly realized that Ellen is the Todd in the relationship, and I'm the Amy, which was really <laughs> funny, because sort of once in a while, uh, Ellen will do something very annoying just to kind of, like, get my goat, and all of a sudden she goes, oh, I'm the Todd. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> So, anyway, with that, uh, welcome to another episode of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Uh, We have a full plate of people here. We got Lena in Denver, we got Todd in the Rumpus Room, and Adam in Salt Lake. So, this is our second to last book in Pride Month. We are doing the new Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy book. Um, We'll get into it. Adam, what is the cocktail for this week? So, this one requires a little bit of work, and I made it specifically for Todd because it has kale in it. Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. (laughs) So this one is called The Green, uh, and I'm going to read you everything, and then at the very end, tell you how to make one of the ingredients. So it's uh, two ounces of vodka, two ounces of green goodness juice, which we'll come back to, one splash of lemon juice freshly squeezed, three-quarter ounce of agave, uh, and a lemon wheel for garnish. So you add the vodka, green goodness juice, lemon juice, and agave nectar into a shaker with ice, shake the shit out of it, strain into an ice-filled glass, and you garnish with the lemon wheel. Now to make the green goodness juice, and this is where Todd comes in. You're going to take a juicer, so it's a little more bougie because you have to have a juicer, and we don't all have those. Uh, you're going to add five... It, yes, exactly. I don't, I don't have a juicer. Or do you? I left stuff over there last time I was there. I do, so <laughs> There you go. Elena is the bougie one. Which right, well, makes so... sense with the neighborhood I live in, so yes. <laughs> yes. Continue. <laughs> Continue. So you're going to add in uh, five kale leaves with the stalks, a whole lemon, two stalks of celery, one-inch piece of peeled ginger, a cucumber, and two Granny Smith apples. You're going to juice all those down, strain out the solids, and there you have your green goodness juice that you will use two ounces of. I have totally drank a juice just like that. 
Yelena is the healthy would, one around I, here. If I drank that, though, it would go through me at, like, mock speed. <laughs> <laughs> you know that? It would go, I have no place to be here. I and need then you to have, here as fast you'll have as the green, the green goodness no power here. <laughs> right? Uh, It'd be like if I ingested Olene or Alestra-based potato chips. Did you ever, do you remember on those? So, mm-hmm. for the young Analytics. people who don't remember this, yeah, it, it was like a fake fat that would go through you, kind of like the fake sugar does, but worse. And the bags of, like, the Lay's potato chips, like Brian said, would literally say, may cause anal leakage. Yeah. And I wish and I had a bag like, of those. Oh, is that an accept- acceptable byproduct? I mean, to be fair, they, you know, the tagline on Grinder should also be, may cause anal leakage, but that's a different story. Uh, Todd, your, uh, <laughs> your running through you reminds me of a terrible joke we used to tell in elementary school. Uh, oh. What do you call a vegetarian with diarrhea? Well, there you go. Which was a popular product back in the day. Back in the mm-hmm. old timey times. Whackety, schmackety, oh my God. You are such a freak. Uh, I can't. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> you dated me. I don't know what you're fucking I know. Yeah, but you know what? I was 19 and stupid. So. <laughs> But you're hanging out with us now, so what's your excuse there? (laughs) It was was funny because Sasquatch at one point was like, I was like, yeah, like Brian said that we should we could come out to California and see him and Ellen. And he was like, Oh, cool, come hang out with your ex-boyfriend. I was like, ex-boyfriend, but I did it when I was 19 for six months. This was not like, oh my god, we were it's like this this was not Romeo and Juliet. We weren't engaged. (laughs) It was, you know, yeah. You can stay at my house, not his parents' house. That makes it less weird. She stayed at my parents' house last time. It wasn't weird. Yeah, she got the good weird. room. I was stuck in the basement. Well, that's how it goes. You always go to the basement. Now I do, most of the time. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. You are now the basement troll. <sighs> Shit, I am. Uh, what is your drinking game rule for this week, Todd? Is Harley the stable one? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yep, there you go. That pretty much self-explanatory. Okay. Okay. That that works. Every time you make that question, take a drink. Yeah. Yeah. Lana, what's your drinking game rule? It's all too much. Um, every time poison ivy just turns into a legit plant and has to like <laughs> recover uh, take a drink okay uh mr adam so fun story is i've been watching the harley quinn hbo series mm-hmm. and so I was, it, it, once you get to king shark once you get yes. to king shark it's king it's shark. amazing yeah what i told that what i told brian because she was right 100 episode yeah because the first episode was i was like fuck no this is like a bad college humor skit yeah so i had my drinking game all set to go and then i just realized like oh it's based off the cartoon and not the book (laughs) no i had to so my new one is called bondage gear it's like every time someone is tied up in vines okay what was the drinking game for the show i was gonna do a new uh turn over a new leaf uh, the whole time Harley's like, we're the good guys now. Mm, they sort of do that in this book. Kind of, but she keeps on saying If she says we're heroes, if you do it off of that, the rule works. Because yeah. she yeah. says we're heroes now a lot. Yeah, yeah. so works. either one would have worked, but I was like, I was like, shit, is that the Harley Quinn show or is it the Harley Quinn book? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. It's both, uh, technically. Yeah. 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 Mine is, uh, did I miss something here? Uh, everybody <laughs> trying to remember or figure out why we did this for Pride Month. Um, I, I, I that's where I was lost. It's very uh, subtle. Here's the thing, and I would argue, I don't know, I don't know. Well, let's let's say what the book's about, then we can dive into that. Okay, basic gist of the book. Uh, post identity crisis, um, Harley turns over a new leaf, literally, and becomes uh, uh wants to become a hero. Uh, during identity crisis, Poison Ivy is killed, but she previous to that has given right. a it's called uh, heroes in crisis. Heroes in crisis. Sorry, you're right. Thank you. I have read this book. Though. 
though, actually. It was Tom King's book. Uh, but so during Heroes in Crisis, uh, Poison Ivy gives Harley Quinn a flower. When Poison Ivy dies during Heroes in Crisis, she then reblooms from this flower. Now, Harley Quinn and uh, Poison Ivy are trying to evade the florid man? Florid? Floric? Floronic. Floronic. Floronic man. Um, and it eventually leads them back to find who the real culprit of all of these shenanigans are. Um, but as part of their trying to escape and find the real baddie, they go on a Thelma and Louise-esque road trip with shenanigans that ensue. Is that a fair enough assumption? Or, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I would argue that the relationship depicted between Harley Quinn and uh, Poison Ivy is more of just a buddy friendship. Like, I think you got to be reading into it quite a bit to see a romantic relationship there. I don't think it's as, I don't think it's blatant enough for me. I don't know. Do I, did I miss something? Because that's, that's my drinking game rule. Because I if felt like it was just... If you're going off just the book, yeah, yeah it's it's very, very subtle. It is mm-hmm. like a... It's definitely like very close friends, but it's a little bit more. Um, yeah. But being that I watched the Harley Quinn show mm-hmm. well before we read this book, um, they're very blatant about it in yeah. this show. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's the only um, part where she's going to marry Kite Man. So I haven't gotten to that point yet. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 I, I'm just a little time. bit past where that yeah. happens. But yes. Okay. Um, and that it was at that point that Tori and I just kind of sat there and went, okay, wait, what, what just happened? Oh, wait, that's the end of the series or the season so far, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Okay. I'm just and in love with the fact that the, they had to fight condiment king to get the uh to get the venue for the wedding yeah he kept on like squirting muscle around like fuck up his yes. suit <laughs> yeah the best thing about condiment king is he's one of those villains where people are like hey is that guy a real thing or did they make him up for the show and i'm like no he's actually in the comics like he's well, a real and, fucking guy but so here's the other thing um clay face i think is his name right he's an uh-huh. uh when he d- when he i don't know adam if you've gotten to this episode where they go to the uh college campus oh yeah yeah we just and he that becomes the sorority girl Girl, yeah. He's like Lady Gaga, and so <laughs> I now every time we say Lady Gaga, it is not Lady Gaga, it's Lady Gaga, and it's just <laughs> at, the, at the beginning of the series, I thought he was really annoying, and then as the time went on, her sidekicks are the reason that you oh, watch. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, like like they're hilarious and. And really, Poison Ivy was one of the main reasons I loved it because she's just like she's, she's like Daria. Yes. Yeah. Oh my uh-huh. god. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. She's totally Daria. Very similar vocal quality to it as well, actually. Well, actually, more not so much Daria, more Jane from Daria. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Right. Yeah. More Jane from Daria, and so it definitely. Maybe that's why I love her. But I, she was the one that 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 really hooked me because I'll be honest, Kaylee Cuoco is whatever, and um and. She goes in and out of the Harley accent uh-huh. on a whim. Yeah, <laughs> and then and because think, why not? Why wouldn't you do that? It's it's and like then, Kevin Costner's English accent for uh, Prince of Robin Thieves. Hood. Yeah, yeah, he had like brought seven of them. Yes, yeah. or, the new, uh, or or Carrie Fisher is the first Princess Leia movie. <laughs> yes, where she's she well even she was like and I have this accent that just comes and goes. It goes. <laughs> <laughs> that, is <a> one, <laughs> that is a wonderful one woman show too. I, By oh the my way, God. if you haven't watched it, it's wishful drinking it's on hbo because they filmed it it's freaking amazing she makes me she like oh god it was so amazing and so yeah it was the first thing i did when i found out that she had passed was it was and it was really awesome because a couple (laughs) a couple places that did run her a bit ran her request which was to be like she drowned in moonlight strangled by her own bra that was her (laughs) request 
for her obituary. And actually, what that year was the year of deaths. That was the one yeah. that hurt me the most. Yeah, because we had well, you know, it was we had like right things. at the end of the year. So it's like let's yeah. just cap this the shitty 2016. <laughs> and then her mom died like a week later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I understand why, but still, it's yeah. like yeah. But no, was- but it's those pieces that like you know. But her but that like Haley Cuoco is, is not the the re- like Hay- Harley is not the reason to no, watch no, not that one show no. at all. Mm. But King um, King Shark voiced by Ron Funches, mm. who I love Which so much. Which is why Brian, I yeah. have said to you, you have to you have to keep watching it because yeah. you're going to love him, and he's yeah. wonderful. He's so great, yes. Um, and so in the news, kinda, <laughs> go ahead. Well, it's just kind of like I I can see where the 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 show could pick up that sexual tension from mm-hmm. this from this book. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just kind of wish that some of the other characters were. <laughs> Yeah, the book. What's the little uh, what's the little psychic dude's name again? Oh, um, Psycho. Psycho. Yeah. I just love the fact that he's known as the C name guy. Yes, <laughs> that's yes. the only thing they ever bleeped, and it was like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's and that show in general has an amazing voice cast, which it does. I could not read this book without hearing. I mean, and Kaylee Cuoco does an, an okay job as a yeah. voice actor. Like she's oh, not I totally amazing. Read it with her yeah. voice. Yeah, oh, yeah, I read yeah. it with yeah, her it's voice. Right there now. Yeah. Yeah, I more than Margot Robbie, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think that was the weird thing about it. Though, was like it was written like the cartoon, at least vocally, but drawn sort of like the movies. It was a strange sort of middle ground between <laughs> yeah. those two things. It was very. But what's interesting? It's the uh, the copyright is 2019. Yeah. So this is being written when the cartoon is being made. Yeah. Yeah. So but, I mean, I'm not sure this preceded the other. I don't know, but the timing seems to be rather concurrent. I and I'm sure it probably was part of like you know a DC continuity meeting where everyone who was writing Harley Quinn at the time got together and... You think they have one. their shit together that much? No. I, I think with a big crossover they might. Comics alone maybe, but an animated show versus what's going on in comics? No one's talking. I would I would argue there's probably more connection between animation and the, the, uh, the, the comic book than the movie and the comic book. The only thing that I got from this comic is that they, they did have her look like Harley in Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was the one thing because even I was like, interesting. She looks, I'm like, when the hell was this book done? And that's when I, I noticed the date on it. Mm-hmm. So they did, you know, at least in that way, they are trying to move her into that, like, cons- right, and it's- into that direction of this is at least what she looks like now. Yeah. She's not in her red and black like clown I mean, out. bits yeah. and pieces. It's, like, it's <laughs> an interesting amalgam yeah. between the two. Um, also the new... Kind of look to it for some it reason. It is. I was going to say earlier or what looks interesting. King Shark by Funchess is amazing, but Sylvester Stallone is the voice of King Shark in the new James Gunn Suicide Squad movie. Oh, and that, yeah. that scene in the trailer where he just like rips the guy in half? Yeah, it doesn't look great. Yes. So. Yeah, no, I'm against it. King you're Shark against without, it? I, I think Ron Funchess should be in everything. Yeah, well, I, first off, <laughs> okay. I think the issue that I run into with everything that has to do with DC is mm-hmm. they are just so damn serious about everything. And the highlight of this cartoon and even this book because it still had that same kind of voice and humor that the cartoon has sure. is that it has some like you see you get the darkness
business. You understand kind of like, it's crazy what ends up happening where, you know, Joker goes uh-huh. away. Batman is dead. And like, sorry, spoilers, but like, there's this, there's a lot of like havoc that happens, but you get these pockets of humor, which is something that Marvel has always done really, really well is you can have things that are heavy conversations and heavy topics and have them feel real and not have it be so like everything's dark and gritty and everything. And, and that's why it just pisses me sure. off that they don't have like the person that is the like comic relief for the suicide squad movies is Harley. Mm-hmm. Like it really is her. Mm-hmm. They, you know, and um, I, I'll admit I haven't watched the movie because um, the first one or the second one, the I mean, the first one, one or the, the, the suicide squad or the uh, birds of prey. I haven't watched either. Um, no, birds of prey is a lot of fun. The yeah, first, it's an okay movie. The suicide squad movie pissed me off. Where I stood up and flipped off the screen. And I very rarely do that at screens. That movie pissed me off. You can thank Jeff Johns for that. I also think that the beginning of the cartoon, also, I think the reason that Kaylee Cuoco was like her accent goes in and out, and you she kind of drops it after the first couple episodes. And I think a lot of it was she was trying to mimic how Margot Robbie sounded mm-hmm. in the movies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, right. don't do that. No, and then as soon as she dropped it, you didn't even notice it halfway through. Yeah. Um, it didn't pick back up again until she goes to see her family and then you then then the accent like pops back up which i kind of get but like no that's um, yeah yeah i mean that's that's what happens you go home and if there's a if it's a place that has an accent or a thick accent you fall right into it i'll get my texas twang back when i visit my aunts so yeah oh i get back from california and i speak cali lingo nonstop. i'm still were you on the 15 coming back my mom does that people think my mom's from california because she adds the to different freeways it's very funny well that's how you're supposed to do it I know. <laughs> um, but, well, and I do this, like, when I would get on the phone with my grandmother in Pittsburgh, my mom would, like, I would get Yenza? off the phone with her or, or um, you know, one of my friends and who has a super thick accent, and I'd get on the phone with my mother right after, and she'd be like, you were talking to Brandon, weren't you? And it's like, yes. <laughs> you're gonna go down and, and, the Stellars? And the only reason, Stillers, and the only Sorry, reason thank you. <laughs> that you, that it just, it pisses me off, because I'm like, the only reason you know is because it, you fall right back into it so that piece made sense to me but we're talking we're not talking about the book but my uh, issue with no, this is that it gave me nightmares all the cats <laughs> came alive and i have so sasquatch moved in and like my entire house is now just full of plants like we have oh plants. to make him feel like home so he feels like right. he's out he, right. <laughs> the more and more we talk about stuff and the more and more i learn about him I was like i don't think you understand how much this, this name, is perfect. name is perfect for you yeah. and he gets so up, like and sometimes he gets upset because he's like i'm not sasquatch I'm yes like, he is baby, you love to like be outside we now brought the outside in like if i could show you i we like my, our tv is just covered like surrounded by plants and then we've got plants in the front way he just bought a ton of like tomato and pepper plants that we're trying to plant like Woo! a lot of greenery and so i read the book and then proceeded to take <laughs> and fall asleep and had a nightmare that all my plants came to life. So That's awesome. Was, I woke up and Aaron was like, you're sweating. I was like, oh my God, I just still look like that. Whatever the hell the villain, well, the, who we thought the villain was or whatever. I was the like, moronic. yeah, I was like, okay, with like the, I don't know, he the missing eye like, and all that weird yeah, shit. He kind of looked like the creature from Stranger Things. Oh, oh the Demigod, yeah. dog, you know, whatever his name is. Yeah, whatever. With I haven't the seen that head that opened. 
opens up or whatever. But like, it kind of freaked me out. With that said, um, the relationship between the two of them, I wish I had a girlfriend like that. I don't mm-hmm. have no girlfriends like that. I have Christopher. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's like that close, mm-hmm. right? That's just like, we're going to take on the world and I don't yeah. have a girl really. Well, I mean, like you could text me more. <laughs> Yes. Well, and and Adam and I have been texting more, just the two of us, as he checks about COVID vaccines. About COVID. <laughs> He's like, "How are you feeling? You okay?" And it's like, "No, <laughs> that's you." <laughs> See, I freaked out because the plant's coming alive. Um, mm-hmm. And then I also, and maybe you guys, I feel like I've said this on so many episodes, and technically this could be. I know that there used to be like a drinking game for the episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, mine would be. I have no idea what the fuck is going on yeah um who the i under so the end of this the real Mm -hmm. villain was ivy too yes it was so it was like the the mothership of ivy who was trying to call her seedling back to her is how i yes okay so yeah so the ivy that was off adventuring with harley was a cutting of it gotcha okay because i'm like the main one a second i am very i've seen this kind of thing pulled before a few of them there's the jim butcher dresden files they uh, actually i'm reading the last book right now like the final book it's fantastic the newest book in the series not the final one like i read like all 16 dresden file books like in three months i was obsessed with it really good but there was um one of this is the uh, main character gets an imprint of an adversary kind of that hangs around in his head for a while and this is of a similar thing it wasn't the actual adversary it was a you know a copy of this thing and so i've seen this before it was i enjoyed it well enough i can see where it's hard to follow it's this book has gotten a lot of flack um some people really dislike it. Others think it's fine. I'm the, I'll say I'm the one who suggested this one for Pride. Um, in part is um, DC is more leaning into their relationship of being, um, fitting the Pride theme. And what I also found interesting about it, it is more subtle. You know, some of like Black History Month was, it's so uh, pervasive in your face. There's more to people than just, I'm black. Mm-hmm. There's more to people than just, I'm gay or mm-hmm. whatever. Ah, I'll shut up now. No, you're fine. Go ahead. No, keep on going. It's, um, so it is there, it's leaning there and it's uh, subtle enough. If you're not looking for it, it doesn't necessarily have, I mean, it's not quite the, this guy was a confirmed bachelor level, mm-hmm. but Snagglebus. it's, it's mm-hmm. there if you want it to be there. And they're leaning into that more more and it'll be interesting with the uh, dc pride anthology and whatnot coming out you also have them going off adventuring with kate kane batwoman mm-hmm. who is a very out character yeah and so it's interesting who the um the different villains or even um mad hatter has had a bit of a history of which way he leans as well over time so none of it was um in your face about it but at the same time you look at the different cadre of people that were coming in and out and it's all the little things Things that really add up. Okay. So that's what I have to say about that. Uh, and yeah, Harley Quinn was the stable one between those two. And yeah, you, as you were saying, it's like Poison Ivy going, I can't handle this. I'm going to go back in again. I hey, buddy. So know. it was, um, that was amusing. Todd, you, you made a great point that I wanted to bring up is like, Lana, one thing you mentioned during Black History Month was the fact that a lot of it was about the struggle. A lot of it was about this and that. I just kind of wanted to see a story about people of color. And what I actually really liked about this book is, again, as Todd mentioned, was that, you know, it was there if you're looking for it. If you weren't looking for it, you might not see it. But the fact of the matter remains that Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn are in a relationship. And there, there are some little nods to that uh, in, in this. But
But what I think makes it a good LGBT book is here we have two queer characters in a book Mm -hmm. and they're gay or queer or lesbian, however you want to say it, but it's who they are. And just because they're gay doesn't mean they have to have this rainbow flag draped on their shoulders at all points in times. Mm. It's just part of their experience of life. And it's kind of funny because you, you, in the LGBT world, you kind of have two different viewpoints. You've got the people who say, well, if you're a queer character, you need to make it known like, hey, I'm gay. You have to actually have the words like, I'm gay. Like uh, Valkyrie from the last uh, uh, Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok, Thank you. She is well known in the comics as a bisexual character. Mm -hmm. And then people in the community got really pissed. It wasn't shown on screen. It's like, well, you don't need to have her scream from the rooftops. Guess what? I like guys and girls to make her a queer character. She's a queer character in a movie. And then on the opposite side, you have the people who be like, well, you should never say it. It should just be like, hey, this is part of their life and this and that. And I think one one thing that did it really, really well, no matter what you think about uh, Star Trek in the Darkness, was when Sulu gets off the ship and meets his husband and mm-hmm. they have their daughter there. And some people were pissed. Some people were happy because that's what the internet does. But you can have different ways of showing queer representation in the media without you can screen her from the rooftops if you want to. Like uh, when we did Midnighter, mm-hmm. that definitely was. When we did uh, Iceman, that definitely was. Or we did Poison Ivy harley quinn where if you know the characters and i think people reading the comics do know those characters people know that yes they are in a relationship or in one point in time will be in a relationship as they're kind of doing in the the animated series which we've talked about a lot but does that still make it a queer book very much so i think that actually does say yes we should have done this for lgbc month because we don't need to have these characters showing a billboard and you know carrying on rainbow flags to say this is who we are and i i found it really refreshing uh so i don't know maybe and, and again, like we said before, like I, you know, I'm not the gay Lorax. I don't speak for all the gays. It's mm-hmm. like that's just not who I am. Uh, but I, I, I think that's great. I think we can have a story with these characters who are who they are, and it's it could be hinted at, it could be overt. But you know what? At the end of the day, that's what it is, and you can't go back and change that. You can't be like, oh, well, they were just friends. Like, no, it's pretty pretty clear that they're more than just friends in multiple instances of these characters existing. But this is just about hey, there's an adventure. All mm-hmm. this weird shit happens. They're going after bad mm-hmm. guys. They're trying to be good guys uh the poison ivy is cloned in the end there's a sapling who who knows what the fuck's going on yeah <laughs> she's but got her own demons to work out exactly but it's a story about queer characters and i think that's why this is a great book for lgbt pride month because pride comes in all shapes and colors it does <laughs> what i also like about it with um all shapes and colors that doves tells nightly there is um with the history of the comics and in the shows or whatnot they seem very much um gay for each other kind of a deal it's like mm. you know typically i don't lean that way but this person just went doink yeah i think yes. arguably they are both on the spectrum like they're the, you know i mean they're on a, they're on a fluid spectrum both you know sure the the and like here's the thing is i to partially i don't i don't want to say i want to defend myself but earlier my drinking game rule was like did i miss something here um Mm -hmm. is i think that there has traditionally in in um a medium that is driven by a lot of male readers and a lot of that's changing now there has been sometimes a tendency to try and titillate with a uh, lesbian relationship and so i felt like for me as i'm reading it i'm like i have female friends who are this close with or at least seem to be this close with some of their other female friends i didn't see enough for like i guess with that baggage in the back of my head for it to be like i don't know i could just see where it was read into it could be read into that way read into a different way which i don't think is good or bad i just i think for me there was a little bit of that just known baggage of the comic book culture in there which i think made me maybe a little hesitant to totally embrace that it was leaning one way or the other you know what i mean what's interesting like we did harley quinn and the gotham city
city sirens things and yeah. that was rather cheesecake yeah and this they were both drawn very um, voluptuously would that yeah. be the right term yeah i would go with at that, the yeah. same time but it was interesting i mean it was uh written and drawn by women and yet it's still it's just a style there is a uh, bit of uh hoopla going on the internet right now is there's this uh, cover artist j scott campbell who just does cover art now but he's mm -hmm. known for drawing his um his style as a rather voluptuous sexy women mm -hmm. and someone fixed it for him he's like look i fixed your art for you here you mm -hmm. go and he uh and what was interesting they did this whole video and in part of this video they says don't judge my fixes too closely but mm -hmm. here what everything you did wrong and he went back he's like well you're critiquing my work it's time for me to critique yours mm -hmm. and was j scott campbell being a bit of a douche sure in that reply was he wrong Meh, probably not and at the end of the day people sometimes people play the game of well where are her organs and it's a drawing drawings don't have organs right uh, at the same time because you look at comics and um the men and their overly physiques in their own way is every bit as uh, over stylized mm, versus uh, reality like uh huh? captain america drawn by uh liefeld that is he the has, super extreme he has yeah. bigger titties than i do so <laughs> And the smallest waist known to me. It's like, yeah. it's ridiculous. And his feet look really fucking weird, so. Well, and here's the whole thing. I am so. fine with people, like, from a, from a woman's point of view, the way right. that they were drawn did not bother me. There is okay. nothing wrong with a woman being drawn as volupt voluptuous or, or anything... But the way that they talked, the way that they uh -huh. moved, the things that they did, it wasn't sexualized. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, sure. they, they weren't just, it wasn't like, and I think the reason why I don't like Black Widow, and we'll see if the new movie changes my mind, at least mm -hmm. in the beginning, was she was just, oh, we need to throw a woman in there. And they just did it. And it's like, here's Scarlett Johansson. And she's, she's good, but she's not really superhuman. She's not really anything. She's a spy and she's good at what she does but you don't really get much from her other than her being this sexual woman at, at in the you know what i think was iron man 2 that she was in right yeah, yeah that was where she was introduced that yes. was where she was introduced and so she, but it was very now given she's playing it up because that was what you know that's how she knows to get shut done but it's that piece that i am more like okay so you're pretty and you're just using the fact that you're pretty like good for you i mean i do um, that every day at work though just use fact that i'm pretty well brian good for you not every <laughs> but it's but it's the difference between that and captain marvel captain marvel is very much has the personality of a strong male lead mm -hmm. sure but she's a woman yeah and um and even in the movie for captain america she was this she not to sit here and say that her outfit wasn't i mean you know she wasn't like like they didn't make her boobs bigger in the outfit or anything mm -hmm. but it was still tight clad it was still showing sure. off every little bit of her but she had the personality where she was like yeah it's a suit i wear and i'm and whatever and i guess that's yeah, why that. for this them having the body type that they have it wasn't drawn so it wasn't drawn so crazy that you were like okay really and then and then on top of it it was so much about men and like it was the it's how i feel about that those first couple episodes of, of the harley quinn cartoon was mm -hmm. it was so fixated on the joker 
and her wanting to like get back at him or get back with him or it was like this toxic relationship thing that was happening and that's why all the side characters are really the reason to watch but like it's that piece whereas I feel like in this it was two women trying to figure out what the fuck was going on there was no talk of trying to use their body to get these guys to do what they wanted there was no talk of um you know other men that were anything it was just like this fucker all right we're done Mm -hmm. we're we're gonna we're gonna track his ass down and we're gonna fix this and Mm -hmm. um so i think taking all of those things into account i'd much rather see a strong female lead not everyone has to look like a stick figure not everyone has to look like um like a flat-chested like i'm you know this is this is what a real woman looks like because all women look different so them looking in a specific way as long as it's not this like doing this so that guys can you know jerk off to it or be interested because the only way that they'll buy this is because the women are this way i mean i wasn't but you know i (laughs) but i just didn't get that from this like i didn't get that feeling from this um it was very much it felt like in brian you said it earlier thelma and louise kind of adventure it Mm -hmm. felt Mm -hmm. very girl power it felt very um we love each other we don't need other people um and so that's why it just you know we don't need we don't i don't need no man kind of thing and so i guess that's why i didn't really think too much about the way that they were drawn mm-hmm. okay so um, what's yeah. interesting is as we're talking about this is i saw this uh, article online a couple days ago and i don't know if it's an old article or a new one but there is a uh, artist from marvel uh his name is milo manara it, c- it could be pronounced differently but he's known for doing very sexy pictures of women and he caught a lot of flack a couple years ago because uh spider woman number one launch and he did a picture and i actually just put it in the chat if you guys want to look at it of her basically in skin tight you know lycra presenting in a way (laughs) and there was a new uh a new thing that came out and again this could be years who knows i saw it for new where it's a picture of her like jumping over a building and you can literally through her pants see her vagina like it's seriously like i was like whoa but the whole thing went through about the fact that oh what if men were drawn the same way that women were in comics and the point was the fact that so let's say you had a you know we'll take like you know captain america you put him in a speedo and all this kind of fun stuff and either which way you go if you're looking at it that way where the women are skimpily drawn and i i didn't think the women in this one were i, I agree with lena a lot but if you got them with big tits big ass things that's titillating, titillating for the males and if you draw this like captain america with like you know let's let's put them in a jock strap with these big muscles and everything else it's still for the male gaze because the women are what the guys want to sleep with and the men are the guys who they want to be mm-hmm. and it was a really good article about the the fact that there's still a lot of work to be made in the in the comics industry about how it is still very much driven by the male gaze whether it's who you want to fuck or who you want to be the person fucking that person kind of thing it was, it was a cool article I, I didn't agree with everything in it because it was very much what you know i'm pretty liberal but if there's a point where it's like ah you're reaching like there's you're just trying to find a point to get pissed off and that must take way too much energy and i'm tired all the time so i don't have that much energy to be pissed off all the time about everything uh but no it was a good point and we talked about when we did catwoman lenny you're like hey she's the sexy woman but she was drawn in a way that wasn't about hey let's look at her ass like you can you can have a sexy woman or a sexy man on the page and not mm-hmm. make it about the fact that they're a sex object yeah and I, I felt this book did it pretty well i didn't feel like i was bombarded by like a stripper giving me a lap dance 
because I used to go to, you know, strip clubs, straight strip clubs, because I was a guy and I had to pretend I was straight. Uh, but no, like I, I like that part of it. And it kind of goes back to like, hey, you can be sexy without being a sex object. I mean, yeah. look at me. Mm-hmm. So you are exactly. a sex object, sir. I love well, you, for, for Clark. So for Clark. So Good. one small point I wanted to make that made me, it was a weird thing. There's a point yeah. in time mm-hmm. where Harley Quinn asks Tetch, uh, Mad Hatter, if he really is a doctor. And I'm thinking to myself, isn't she a fucking psychiatrist? Yeah. Like, doesn't she have her medical degree? Like, I think yeah. that's why she asked. It was, for some reason, that, that threw me out for a minute. I thought it was just odd. Anyway, not a big also, enough point to make a discussion about, but yeah. Awesome. Uh, Mr. Ice. What is your grade? Uh, I'm going to go with a B plus because I really liked it. I, I do think there's a lot of queer sensibility in it. Not so much that it's in your face, but these are queer characters. And sometimes you can just have a cool story about queer characters. I do think it kind of jumps into where if you don't know what happened beforehand, you'll be a little bit lost. Mm-hmm. Like, and there are the little like, you know, look at issue this, this, this. It kind of reminds me of old Marvel where they yeah. pop in and be like, right. oh, well, I was over here, you know, juggling the moon. It's like, go see issue 155 of this thing. So I, I think that kind of tracks from it a bit. But I had a lot of fun with it. I think it's cool. I don't know if I want to read more because it does kind of leave on a cliffhanger. Like, you know, Ivy goes back to fight Ivy. Who knows where it's going to go? But it's a kind of fun buddy cop. Like Brian, you said Thelma and Louise type of thing. And it was, it was fun and I liked it. So I won't return it. Unlike I did with Phonogram. So. Okay, Lena. Uh, I'll agree with Adam. I say B plus. the The premise and and the way that the characters are written is good, but the storyline itself was kind of eh. So yeah, would have been better with the characters from the animated series. I hundred yes. percent agree I, with you. I think if you would have added one or two of the side character, the other side characters from the cartoon like before, yeah, any <laughs> I love Kite Man. You probably oh, he's, he's so like, earnest. At Thanks, the beginning babe. of the show, you're like, oh god, this guy's so. Annoying. And then as the series he's so goes endearing. on, you're like, I love him. He's wonderful. So, <laughs> yes. right. He reminds um, me of Quagmire, like, but not creepy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. We're going back to my place. All right. <laughs> he's extremely romantic. He's like, he all like he's he's not creepy in any way. He's just like very endearing. Um, so I think that may have added to it, but the storyline was just it was very strange. Um, but the relationship between the two of them were good. So yeah, B plus. But really fast before I forget, with the Harley Quinn thing, the moment I loved it, and it might have been uh was Psycho introduced in episode three or two. I think he's I don't two. remember at the beginning of two. I think. Yeah. The one thing I love was <clears throat> maybe it was I, one of the episodes he says the C word again when he's on the talk show. Mm-hmm. And like oh. it's like the CNN news thing where it's on the bottom, like it's swollen the news, and it's like, man fucks up for a second time. Yeah. We'll get a third chance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I lost exactly. my shit. Oh my god. I, I, was like, I think that's the other piece that I love about the cartoon. And if anything, yes, you could go read this book, but really go watch the show. That's it was on DC. It's on HBO Max now, yeah. Yeah, so now it's on yeah. on HBO Max. It's so good. And the the After commentary. <laughs> well, watch the first yeah, watch You'll watch the first two. Watch the first two so you understand what's going on, but episode 3 when King Shark shows up is when it gets really really good. Yeah. Um but it the commentary on things that are happening, the 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 whole conversation about the toxic relationship that goes on between Joker and Harley and everything is they do a really good job with it it's not um it doesn't feel preachy but it still has a good commentary on things that are going on in 2020 and 2021 and so it is um i just really like it so yeah cool uh mr todd i give it a b that's um not a b plus um i'm the one who suggested it. i enjoyed it but it's um 
it's fine. I enjoyed it, but there's a lot more that's a lot better. How about that? True. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I'm going to sit with you um, on a B, Todd. Actually, I agree with you. I liked it. I've liked other things better. Um, specifically, sure. uh, the storyline, how they were talking about um, uh, the green and sort of the universal. Uh, that was fun. It was okay. I think if I, it's done far better in the in some of the Swamp Thing runs. Um, recently, yes. by Jeff Lemire's Swamp Thing run handles that sort of idea a lot better. Um, and so, like, I, I kind of appreciate it because of my love for that. But I hear uh, uh, Ram V is killing it on Swamp Thing right now. By the way, oh really? I, I'm not caught up yeah. at all. So, so um, I haven't but, read them either, but I just hear great things. Like Swamp Thing is one of the best comics at DC right now. Okay, so. I'll have to check that out. Well, and, and see, for me, it kind of felt like the whole like the Flash's powers come from the Speed Force, and you can yes. kind of yeah. get what they're talking about. Yeah, and with the Flash, he's you know aside from the Reverse Flash, he's kind of unique. So you get like, oh hey, it's the Speed Force, which is to him. Yeah, but for me, like I had no clue the Green was part of Swamp Thing or anything yeah. else. Like, so it goes back to my point that you know, yeah, it's cool, but there's like on the last episode of like, yeah. there's things you wouldn't get uh-huh. unless you have been reading it, and so that's kind yeah. of why I I bumped it down. A sure, bit. but again, it was fun. It, it, was, it was cool. What's always interesting is like how important is continuity and. It's for books like this is um, ideally continuity outside of the books will enrich, but not knowing it should inhibit. Yeah. And Which that we, we talked about before can be a challenge. The Marvel movies do well. Like, if you don't know who Doctor Strange is, by the end of the movie, you do know. And you don't need the whole, like, like when we did Doctor Strange a long-ass time ago, like, you didn't need to know the ins and outs of who he was. Like, you get it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. You got the personality. You kind of... That book in particular, um, the book we're talking about is called The Oath, for anybody who wants to go yeah. back and read uh, read that book it's a great book i think we all really liked it um it uh it does a good job of telling an original story but also sort of hinting at backstory and right uh, Doctor Strange's origin as well. So it's like actually a really great entry point uh, to reading some Doctor Strange. But anyway, cool. So we got one more book in our uh, Pride Month. It is a brand new fucking release um, at the beginning of the month of June. Uh, it's called uh, it's the DC Pride Anthology. So I think it's going to be fairly similar to some of the other anthologies we've read. I'm sure we'll probably each pick out uh, a couple of our favorite stories and discuss the shit out of those. But uh, then we're going to follow up in July. We are doing um, a, ser- a-, a month we're calling Summer Lovin'. We're continuing on sort of the the pride uh train and we are going to be doing the very controversial uh trouble by mark millar or miller it's terrible okay well i've had it on my shelf for a long time and it seemed to fit into this theme and so i, I i'm using I, this no it's, it's a great book to be doing but yeah. as great as mark miller can be this is as horrible as mark miller he can is be. really like he's hit or miss man when he hits he's great and when he misses it's 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 he's ugly. always swinging yeah this he swings the Defenses, but oof. which it kind of reminded me of i went to a little league game yesterday which was amusing as hell um all right and um at one point in time this kid was shocked that he hit the ball because he was swinging so much that like he didn't hit the ball in this first swing he spun all the way around and hit the ball in the second um which was pretty impressive uh there's also like a kid playing sports yeah there's a kid who got a double play and was completely shocked by it like he caught a pop fly <laughs> and then stepped back onto his base and suddenly the runner was out and he was like and it was like okay game's over you got, you got a double play. He's like, I did what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and again, 
That is me playing baseball. Like, <laughs> football, yeah. boom, I'm the that best. Is, well, yeah. I was. That is so freaking adorable, oh, though. I, I, here's the thing. We have a, a family friend whose who's son is playing Little League, and uh, we've been trying to go to as many games as possible. It's If you want some just good old-fashioned fun, Little League is really fucking fun just to watch. Like, it's awesome. They don't fucking know what they're doing, but they're having a good time. It's I great. Like, it's Until so the parents cool. yell at the ref. Yeah, like they're still a little too young for that. You know what I mean? So that's kind of the nice thing. Like, at least the teams I've been watching don't have parents that get that into it. Oh, they don't God. even keep fucking score. Like, it's, you know, basically... I got my kid a soccer jersey this year. Uh, I got your kid a soccer jersey this year, too. All right. I send you the one of her in the yeah. Real. Yeah. I got Brian a poster. Yeah. I have oh, a poster yeah. for you, too, Adam. I need oh, cool. Yeah. Is it thirsty? My, the, the, anyway, we're moving on. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, then we're going to be doing uh, Strangers in Paradise by Terry Moore, uh, followed yeah. by Hardhopper, and then uh, a book called Blue Flag, and uh, that'll do it. And then we have to figure out what the fuck we're going to do for August. So that'll I'm be still it. saying having a blast. Okay, we'll have to figure out how to make that work. Um, but uh, Todd, you're looking confused. Lena is scratching her head because she knows what this is. Todd, it's a line from the musical Grease. The song yeah, is Summer Lovin' Had Me a Blast. Had Me a Blast is the opening line of the song. Mm. I must have been out of theater for a long just time. Like, eh, I'm out. <laughs> His I mean, eyes can... got glazed over. Uh, anyway, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we'll see you all later. Bye. 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 Oh, Todd, you made up for last I time when you. I love the like bass that you bring. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. I'm going to put you down for him. <laughs> Going to get some of that very uh, white up for me. Well, or the the throat singing. I can't say the name of the the the, the Tanubian. That's wrong. But the the throat singing. No, I don't know. I was. I'm, they I'm, referenced I'm, in Big Bang Theory once, and I'm like, yeah. I'm it's it's how Rasputin sang. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Did not Apparently, he had a very beautiful voice.